الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم We continue now the explanation of Surah Al-Nazi'at which means those who pull out those who pull out and we reached verse 3 we reached verse 3 the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَالسَّابِحَاتِ سَبْحًا And by those that swim along And by those Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by five things And this is the third thing And by those that swim along Abdullah bin Mas'ud Ali bin Abi Talib Sa'id bin Jubair And Mujahid in one narration And others commented That Allah the Exalted is still swearing by the angels and that the angels who sees the souls of the believers caught, swim, end of quote inside the bodies to extract the souls like the divers who dive to remove certain objects from the sea other commentators said that the verse refers to the angels who hurriedly descend to execute the command of Allah Mujahid, who is a well-known Mufassir, scholar of Tafsir, also said that the ayah describes, the verse describes the angels who swim in their descent and ascent. Other reports consider that those who swim along refers to either or all of the following. Angels, planets swimming in their orbits like the sun and the moon, ships, death swimming in the bodies of offspring of Adam the souls of the believers eagerly swimming to meet Allah and reported this is a reported saying by Ibn Abbas and the sixth one is horses in battle but Imam Ibn Al-Qayyim said quote the correct meaning is that of the angels where the context amounts to they make the naza' the pulling out violently they violently extract the souls of the kafir and the sinful of the disbeliever and the wrongdoers and al-mashitat those gently angels gently extracting the souls of the believers and al-sabihat the swimming of this verse inside the bodies to smoothly extract the souls of the believers he added by doing so they are hastening to carry out what they are commanded to do had the meaning of those who swim along been the ship, the stars or the souls then the verbs of hastening and arranging would have not been preceded by the letter of the Arabic which is فَالسَّابِحَاتِ or فَالسَّابِقَاتِ سَبْقَ instead they would be preceded by the conjunction wow which means end so contemplate about this evidence he ended his comment so in short the this meaning therefore refers to the angels that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is still swearing by the angels and those who swim inside the bodies to smoothly extract the souls of the believers.
Then comes the fourth verse. By those who hasten, meaning press forward as in a race. This verse, as most commentators say, also refers to the angels. They hasten to carry out the command of Allah to its full extent. They have the ability and strength bestowed upon them by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the all-able. They are the angels, they hasten towards doing good and righteous deeds, and attested to believe with affirmation before the son of Adam. They hasten to take the souls of the believers to Al-Jannah, to paradise. And some commentators, may Allah's mercy be upon them, said that the angels hasten to receive the revelation and carry it to the prophets before the shayateen do so. Imam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah explained that this necessitates that both the shayateen and the angels share in transmitting the wahi to the prophets and this is not true. Allah protects the revelation to the prophets from being snatched by the shayateen, by the devils. Though they may be able to pick up some news from the angels of the near heaven related to what may occur in the world. Yes, in that respect they may snatch or pick up some news from the angels of the near heaven that they relate to what may occur in the world. He added in another note that the shayateen attempt to snatch away what they may be able to hear of what goes on between the angels of the near heaven per training to what may happen or to what may happen in the world before the people in earth know it. Allah sends upon them a shuhub, the clear flaming fire. That's where Allah says, Except him, devil, that gains hearing by stealing, he is pursued by a clear flaming fire. These flames may burn them before they really stolen before their stolen news to the friends from the kuffar, from the devil worshippers, from the wicked, from the magicians, from the foretellers. It's possible, however, that the flames may pierce them after they caught, drop the news to the ears of their friends from the magicians, foretellers, and so forth. The Prophet ﷺ said, when Allah decrees an order in the heaven, the angels flutter their wings indicating complete surrender to his saying, to Allah's saying, which sounds like chains being dragged on rock. And when the state of fear is banished from their hearts, they say, what is that your Rabb Allah has said? They say that he has said what is true and just, and he is the most high, the most great. Then, the Prophet ﷺ said, then the stealthy listeners of the devils, hear this order. Their positions are like this, one over the other. And Sufyan, a sub-narrator, demonstrated that by holding his hand upright and separating the fingers. The Prophet ﷺ continued, a stealthy listener hears a word which he will convey it to that which is below him, 
until the last of them will convey it to the wizard or foreteller. Sometimes a flame of fire may strike the devil before he can convey it, and sometimes he may convey it before the flame strikes him, whereupon, whereupon the wizard adds to that word a hundred lies. The people will then say, didn't he, meaning the magician, tell such and such a thing on such and such a date? So that magician is said to have told the truth because of the statement which has been heard from heavens. And this hadith is reported in Sahih al-Bukhari. In our times, I commented on this by saying, in our times, presidents, statesmen, ignorant Muslims, resort to foretellers the so-called palm readers, fortune tellers, astrological predictions, etc. to predict the future and reveal, quote, the unseen. All of these acts are forbidden in Islam. It leads people to be monopolized, rather, monopolized by devils, directly or through mediums, or through what they call mediums. The objective from all of this is to make people surrender to other than Allah. Then comes the fifth verse, فَالْمُدَبِّرَاتِ amra. Still Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is swearing, and by those angels who arrange to do the commands of Allah. The general consensus amongst the mufassireen, the scholars of tafsir, is that those who arrange to carry out the commands of Allah are the angels. Ibn Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father said, they are the angels. Allah put them in charge of certain matters which he made known to them. Some of them are assigned to the children of Adam where they write their deeds and protect them. Others are in charge of rain, vegetation, destruction, transmutation, winds and clouds. End of quote. In a hadith narrated by Ibn Abbas, the Prophet wasallam said, Thunder is one of Allah's angels in charge of the clouds. In one narration, in his hands or hand is a mihraq, literally a rolled piece of cloth like a knotted handkerchief from fire, with which he drives the clouds. The voice heard from him, meaning the thunder that we hear, is his driving of the clouds to whoever he is commanded, to, rather to wherever he is commanded. <coughs> Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, said, quote, Allah in charge angels to move the orbits, the sun and the moon. Other angels are to take care of the winds and to direct them in accordance with Allah's commands. Angels are assigned to rain and to clouds, driving them to wherever they are commanded. It is confirmed that the Prophet said in the hadith related by Abu Hurairah, and this hadith is a great hadith. I really hope that you give it really your utmost attention. This is what the Prophet ﷺ said. While a man was in the wilderness, he heard a voice from the cloud. He heard a voice from the cloud. 
commanding it commanding the cloud he heard this voice commanding the cloud saying irrigate the garden of so and so irrigate the garden of so and so after that the clouds slid aside and poured water on a stony ground it filled a channel amongst the channels of that land the man followed that water and he found a person standing in the garden busy in changing the course of water with the help of a mishat a wide tool made of iron he said to him O slave of Allah what is your name? he said so and so and it was the very name which he had heard from the clouds Allahu Akbar it was the very name which he had heard from the clouds the person said to the man O slave of Allah why do you ask me my name? why do you ask me my name? he said I heard a voice from the clouds from which the rain came saying water the garden of so and so like your name what do you do for the favor shown to you by Allah in this matter I mean you have done something such that this cloud now is being driven to irrigate your land and by name is commanded to come and irrigate your land so he told him what do you do for the favor shown to you by Allah in this matter he said now as you state so I look what yield I get and I give third as charity out of it and I and my children eat one third of it and one third I return to it as investment this hadith is reported by Muslim and also also reported by Ahmed and others he also subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah the most high the one free of all imperfection entrusted the angels with the mountains it is confirmed that the angel of the mountains came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam greeted him greeted him with salam and asked his permission and asked his permission to destroy his people meaning the city of Taif which is close to Mecca if he wished so he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said no I hope that Allah will let them beget children who will worship Allah alone and will worship none besides him what is the what is the reason behind this story what is the reason behind this angel coming to the Prophet ﷺ, the angels of the mountains coming to him this hadith has been narrated on the authority of Aisha may Allah be pleased with her the wife of the Prophet ﷺ, that she asked the Prophet one day has there come upon you a day harder than the day of the battle of Uhud has there come upon you a day harder than the day of the battle of Uhud he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied I have experienced alaykum assalam rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh I have experienced a lot of trouble from your people and the worst treatment I met from them was on the day of Aqaba when I presented myself to Ibn to such and such 
and he named them Ibn Abd Yalil uh, with the purpose of inviting him to Islam but he did not respond to my demand so I departed with signs of deep distress and sorrow on my face and could not relax until I reached Qarn uh, al-Sa'alib and Qarn al-Sa'alib this is the station of the people of Najd now this is the station which they should take if they have to make pilgrimage when I raised my head and, and unexpectedly there was near me a cloud which had cast its shadow on me I looked up and I saw Jibreel Gabriel in it he called me and said quote Allah has heard what your people have said to you and what they have replied to you and he has sent to you the angel in charge of the mountains so that you may order him to do whatever you wish to these people the angel of the mountains called upon me greeted me and said O Muhammad order what you wish if you like I will let Al-Akhshabain the two mountains Abu Qubais and its opposite at the extremities of Mecca fall on them the Prophet said no but I hope that Allah will let them beget children who will worship Allah alone and will worship none besides him this is an agreed upon hadith Allah also assigned an angel to the womb and the angel says O oh my Lord, a nutfa, a mixed drops of male and female sexual discharges. O oh my Lord, alaqa, a clot piece of thick coagulated blood. O oh my Lord, a mudra, a little lump of flesh. And then, if Allah wishes to complete the child's creation, the angel will say, O oh Rabb, O oh Lord, a male or female. O oh my Lord, wretched or blessed in his deen, in his religion meaning in the hereafter what will his livelihood be what will his age be this is part of an authentic hadith in which the Prophet ﷺ ended it saying the angel writes all of this while the child is in the womb of his mother also Four angels are appointed to each slave in this world. Two angels watching him or her and keeping records of his deeds or her deeds. One sitting on the right and one on the left. Allah says, وَإِنَّ عَلَيْكُمْ لَحَافِظِينَ كِرَامًا كَاتِبِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ مَا تَفْعَلُونَ But verily over you are appointed angels in charge of mankind to watch you. They are honorable and Allah's sight writing down your deeds they know all that you do and in another verse Allah says إِذْ يَتَلَقَّ الْمُتَلَقِّيَانِ عَنِ الْيَمِينِ وَعَنِ الشِّمَالِ قَعِيدِ remember that the two receivers the recording angels receive one sitting on the right and one on the left to note his or her actions not a word does he or she utter but there is a watcher by him or her to record it At least two other angels before and behind him succeed in guarding him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَهُ مُعَقِّبَاتٌ مِّن بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِ يَحْفَظُونَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ 
For each person there are angels in succession, before and behind him. They guard him or her by command of Allah. Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, commented, quote, The angels in succession are appointed by Allah for the protection of man, before and behind him. When the decree of Allah, in which the preordained would manifest itself upon him, is to reach this person, then the angels would leave him. These angels are included in uh, verse 61 of Surah Al-An'am, of Surah 6, in which Allah the Most High says, وَهْوَ الْقَاهِرُ فَوْقَ عِبَادِهِ وَيُرْسِلُ عَلَيْكُمْ حَفَظَهِ he, Allah is Al-Qahir, the Supreme, above, above His slaves. Allah is above creation. And He sends guardians, angels, guarding and writing all of one's good and bad deeds over you. An angel has been assigned for death, which is the angel of death, and others to question the dead in their graves. Yes, this is uh, chapter 6, verse 61. Chapter 6, verse 61. And others to question the dead in their graves. We know from the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, he said when a dead person is buried, two black looking angels having blue eyes, one called Munkar and the other Nakir, will come to him. They will ask, what did you say? What did you used to say about this man, meaning about Muhammad ﷺ? If he or she was a believer, he will reply, He is Allah's slave and messenger, and I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah alone, and that Muhammad is Allah's slave and messenger. However, if he or she was a hypocrite, he will say, I heard people saying a word, meaning that this is Muhammad is Allah's slave and messenger, the like of which I also said, but I don't know whether he was truly a prophet or not. Angels of mercy and angels of torment. Angels of mercy and angels of torment. Listen to this hadith. In the hadith reported by Abi Sa'id al-Khudari, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, may Allah be pleased with him, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, quote, there was a man from the children of Israel who murdered 99 persons who murdered 99 persons then he set out asking whether his repentance could be accepted or not He came upon a monk, he came upon a monk, and asked him if his repentance could be accepted. The monk replied in the negative, meaning he said no. And so the man killed the monk, so he completed hundred now. Uh, brother Ibn K47 and uh, yani all the brothers and sisters, if they need uh, yani, a chatting, 
they can use the PM. It is very, very distracting for people who are listening and for the speaker as well. So I kindly ask all of you, inshallah, to bear this in mind. I mean, here's the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, all the verses being said, and there is chanting. It, it doesn't really fit. So this monk replied in the negative. So this man who killed 99 people killed him. So he completed 100. He kept on asking till a man advised him to go to such and such village. So he left for it. But death overtook him on the way. But death overtook him on the way. He died on the way. While dying, he turned his chest towards that village where he had hoped his repentance would be accepted so the angels of mercy and the angels of punishment quarreled amongst themselves regarding him Allah ordered the village towards which he was going to come closer to him and ordered the village whence he had come to go far away and then he ordered the angels to measure the distances between his body and the two villages. So he was found to be one span closer to the village he was going to for repentance. So he was forgiven. This hadith is reported in Al-Bukhari and Muslim and others. Angels in charge of hell, building it, setting its fire, and making its chains and iron collars, Angels appointing, appointed to paradise, building and furnishing it, making its thrones, cushions and rich carpets. The matters of the upper world, the lower world, the Jannah and the fire of hell are arranged by the angels, by the permission and command of Allah Most High. And he described the angels by لا يسبقونه بالقول وهم بأمره يعملون They speak not until he has spoken. And they act on his command. They disobey not from executing the commands they receive from Allah, but do that which they are commanded. And in the hadith reported by Abu Huraira and collected by An-Nasai, the Prophet وسلم, said, When death approaches the believer, when death approaches the believer, the angels of mercy come to him carrying a white sheet of silk. And when death approaches the kafir, the angels of torment arrive carrying coarse strips of cloth. Angels have been assigned to the seas. Angels has been assigned to the seas to keep them from overflowing and to turn them into blazing fire or make them overflow on the day of resurrection. Allah Azza wa Jal, the mighty, most mighty and majestic says, وَإِذَا الْبِحَارُ سُجِّرَتْ And when the seas shall become a blazing fire or shallow overflow. That's why belief in the angels is one of the foundations of iman, of belief, of faith, without which it is nullified. Therefore, recognizing this, it becomes evident that every move in this universe is caused by the angels due to the command of Allah. 
and that their moves are manifestations of, the, of their obedience to Allah's will and command. And hence the entire matter is an execution by the angels of whatever Allah wants to pass from his universal as well as from his legislative command. That's why the angels are called Malaika. That's why the angels are called Malaika, which is derived from Al Aluka, which means the message. They are the messengers of Allah to execute His commands. These are the comments of Imam Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah in his book Rawdatul Muhibbin. Indeed, there are many other classes of angels with specific tasks, including attending the lessons of dhikr of remembrance seeking forgiveness for the believers and for those who are seeking knowledge carrying the arsh Allah's throne testing the believers making salah dua for the believers and much more here we stop at verses 6 and 7 and Inshallah we continue on that tomorrow. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala muhammad